It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is February 20th, 2018. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Joining me today, as always, my co-host, Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary, and as always, it's great to be with you. All right. Thank you, Bill. And as as always, uh, Bill comes up with these news articles that sometimes are unbelievable, especially this next one. It's called the Millennium Act. And I guess that all boils down to one thing uh, there, Bill, and it's a lack of information, like you always say, right? Uh, it's the greatest void that I know of in the veterans community. Gary, uh, this is a story about... Uh, a, uh, a veteran in, uh, in the state of Georgia, his name is David Riggs. Uh, he lives near the town of Statesboro, and uh, recently uh, he got uh, very sick, suffering from a lot of pain, and uh, he proceeded to the, uh, the regional medical center there in Statesboro, and he said he was so much in, uh, in pain that he didn't know where to turn, so after a few hours in the emergency room, a quick scan identified uh, that David had kidney stones. And oh uh, a medical uh, emergencies for, for David uh, over the past t- 10 years have been extremely rare. He said he maybe attended or visited a hospital uh, maybe two or three times in 10 years. So um, he... Um, he went in because uh, he just could not uh, endure the intense pain. So uh, after receiving the treatment, and a few months later, he receives a bill from the hospital for $12,186. So at wow. first, uh, you know, uh, David was concerned, where am I getting this bill from? He says, I served in the military. I've got a choice card. And I'm getting uh, uh, this bill that I have to pay, to pay. So this surprise surrounded uh, 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 the uh, the VA denying his claim because he had not received the VA treatments within the 20, 24 months prior to visiting the emergency room. Uh, what a shock that was for him. Now, the Millennium Act, as you mentioned, uh, 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 was passed in 1999. First mm-hmm. I heard of it as I was doing my research to this. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's not known. I mean, uh, uh, in, in, in the state of Georgia alone, Gary, the VA has denied at least 7,132 emergency room claims, costing more than $29 million, wow. simply because the knowledge of this, uh, this law uh, is not well known, and um, it's, it's astonishing. 
So this was passed on, uh, this uh, uh, Randy's situation was passed on to the uh, congressman, uh, Senator Johnny Isaacson in Georgia, who, by the way, is the uh, Senate uh, uh, chair for the uh, uh, Veterans Affairs Committee, and he has pledged to take action. Can you imagine going in? Uh, and 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 then being turned down and receiving a bill like that, Gary, that's a start. Uh, that, that is, that is, and I'll tell you, there's a, there's a way around that. I mean, even if you have been out for uh, longer than 24 uh, months, as far as uh, seeing anybody in the hospital, and that's to call a nurse hotline. Um, uh, because I've I'm I'm very familiar with kidney stones. <laughs> So, so I know what goes on there, and uh, I was in intense pain. But as long as you call a nurse line, they have record of it that you called. They suggested that I go to the to the emergency room immediately, and everything was covered. So it's that simple. It's just that again, nobody told me to do that. Um, it was just something I just did on my own, and I did it right. Uh, so again, it's the lack of information, right? Absolutely, and Gary, and I, I hope this story and what you've added to this is certainly can be very helpful to our, our listening audience because, uh, you know, there's so many things that, that go on uh, in the business of uh, uh, getting assistance uh, through the uh, U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, whether it's on the health care side or on the benefit side, and that, you know, we just can't keep up with all this uh, information that's there. But this is one of those stories uh, that has occurred that we hope that with uh, getting this out on the airwaves that uh, our listening audience would pay attention to this and be forearmed and aware of how to deal with the circumstances if it should uh, uh, they become uh, having to deal with it. Right. And again, once a year, you should be seeing your primary care, bottom line, even if you're not feeling, even if you're feeling great. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Well, in David's case, he said, you know, the way he was reared uh, in his upbringing, that uh, if, if you didn't have a problem, you didn't go to see the doctor. So uh, being healthy from that uh, 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 extent can really uh, be a major problem when a really, really terrible situation comes upon you. Yeah, and kidney stones is one of them. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, you you I can't. That you was can't. Your attention. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know about kidney stones, though. I, I've I've had them for years, and and uh, hopefully I'll never have them again. But uh, you never know. Yeah. So. Well, thanks a lot, Bill, for that Millennium Act information. And Bill, you had the honor of introducing our guest this morning. And Gary, as always, is indeed an honor that we have uh, our guest today is Debbie Buchanan. Uh, Good Debbie morning. is the uh, executive director of the Milwaukee Homeless Veterans Initiative. Uh, uh, Debbie is a graduate of the M- Milwaukee Area Technical College, and she has a clear philosophy about life. Uh, and this is a quote uh, that she uses, and, I, and I'm sure she practices it. She says, those who are happiest are those who do the most for others. And she attributes that quote to the 
civil rights activist, educator, and author Booker T. Washington uh, as part of her email signature. Now, Debbie recently uh, was named executive director of the Milwaukee Homeless Veterans Initiatives, and she knows a lot about doing and helping for uh, others. She has spent the past 20 months in various roles in the nonprofit sector and has loved every minute of it. Her new role began on October 1st. As I mentioned earlier, Debbie has an, uh, uh, an associate degree from the Milwaukee Area Technical College in Supervisory Management uh, Accelerated Program in 2000. Debbie, welcome to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, Thank Debbie. Thank you. Thank you, and good morning to you both, Gary and Bill. How are you today? Yes, oh, great. great. Wonderful. Well, it is a pleasure to join you this morning. Well, and Debbie, uh, you know, again, let our listeners uh, know that I'm actually from Milwaukee, but I've, I've moved down here 105 years ago, and I never <laughs> wanted to, <laughs> didn't want to go back. <laughs> it's kind of cold way, here. Way, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's one of the big reasons. <laughs> but what we'd like to know, uh, Debbie, is tell us a little bit about the history of the organization. I know it's been around for years, and, and that's something I can't get over because I've, I've always kept in, uh, uh, a view of, of, of Wisconsin trying to uh, deal with um, you know, organizations that help veterans. So I'm just surprised that I found you. Yes, absolutely. This was, was, was actually a great time to talk about the organization and how we serve our veterans here, not only in Milwaukee County, but in our surrounding communities in Wisconsin. Uh, we are still in the dead of winter, and of course our numbers uh, really change and grow over the winter months. Uh, Milwaukee Homeless Veterans Initiative, or MHVI, is what I'll refer to throughout this broadcast. Um, our organization started in June of 2008 with two uh, veterans who both served in the Vietnam War and decided to go out and start interviewing some of our homeless veterans that uh, was staying at a daytime shelter here in the city known as Repairs of the Breach. It was actually uh, our first daytime uh, shelter here and was known for uh, taking in homeless veterans here in the city. So uh, these two gentlemen, Mark and Dennis, went out and started interviewing veterans, uh, passing out bus tickets, and really trying to find out the kinds of help and resources they need uh, needed at the time and transportation to get to appointments and get to the VA for health care and other issues um, were in great demand at that time. Uh, not only were uh, they going to daytime shelters, but really going to abandoned buildings and parks, under bridges or wherever they could find um, veterans, again, to see how they could serve them best. Um, during that work, uh, the, serve, the numbers just increased. Uh, we started out serving between two to 300 homeless veterans, and then uh, as time went on, we were at, at one point identifying over 5,000 veterans that were at risk of being homeless in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, one of the first programs that they started was the food pantry. Uh, again, if you're out on the street, they don't have any food. 
Um, so we were passing out food and uh, partnering with local churches to, to be able to feed as many homeless veterans as uh, we could. And uh, again, with the numbers growing back in 2012, uh, the board of directors was put together and, and MHVI was then identified as a nonprofit organization to serve homeless veterans. So now we are 10 years later um, and still doing some of these same initiatives. But that's basically how the organization began with the, with the two gentlemen that served and really wanted to go out and help their peers um, to change them from being in a position of homelessness to being able to sustain themselves. All right. It just works out just right. It's time for a break. We're gonna, uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Debbie, with MHVI. And Bill? Well, Debbie, uh, you know, just looking at your website, uh, Milwaukee Homeless Veterans Initiative appears to be uh, doing uh, great things, a successful organization. And one of the ingredients, I believe, that uh, goes into making an organization very successful is because you have a mission statement, a statement of purpose of what your objectives are in uh, reaching your goals. So, Explain to our listening audience a little bit about the mission statement for the Milwaukee Homeless Veterans Initiative. Oh, absolutely, Bill. Uh, Our statement is clear and concise. It hasn't changed from when we started our operation 10 years ago. Basically, our organization founded and run by veterans, and our mission is to enable our homeless veterans and their families 
and at-risk veterans to not only reach but maintain the highest level of independence and stability uh, in the community without dealing with a lot of red tape. Um, our eligibility for that is basically if you wore the uniform, we don't care if it was for a day. We are here to serve you and your family. Well, that's so important when you uh, are able to have some of the ingredients just that you just mentioned. Uh, the uh, uh, elimination or little, if any, red tape and that you've got veterans involved who really uh, uh, came from a plight where they needed to be helped and uh, have been helped and, and now that they can help us. Give our listening audience uh, an idea of uh, uh, what is necessary uh, to assist homeless veterans who are at risk and to reach the highest levels of independence. Absolutely. You know, as part of, I think, our organization and, and to address that, what makes us so unique is we're able to serve veterans that fall through the cracks because they may not be eligible uh, for services and some of the other larger veteran service organizations. For example, uh, 60% of the veterans that we serve here are not eligible for benefits at the VA because they may not have served the approximate amount of days or time needed to be actually considered a veteran. So because we don't care about the discharge or who you served or how you served and that we look at the fact that you made that sacrifice when you decided to leave your friends and family um, and put that uniform on that we have a duty to take care of you when you come back home. Uh, lots of our veterans deal with many unique service uh, issues that they're experiencing. Uh, we deal with a great number of women who uh, may have a unique uh, set of issues or crises that maybe male veterans don't deal with. Um, and so we have to really be concentrated and focused on who we serve and how we're serving so that when we get them into housing and we get their apartments furnished and we have them employed, that there's a system in place to help them maintain that level of stability so that they can live as thriving citizens in the community along with everyone else. So at the end of the day, that's really our goal. All right. Now, Debbie, how do, as far as the uh, homelessness goes, uh, how is that funded? How is your, uh, how is that funded as far as these uh, uh, veterans receive the care they need? As far as a, a place, a roof over their head, and and, and meals to eat, how is all that funded? Is that uh, does the VA help at all? Uh, well, we do. We've received actually a uh, substantial grant from the D, uh, from the uh, WDVA recently, uh, twenty five thousand dollars to help us provide those uh, needs without again going through all of the red tape and being able to address the crises right away. So we receive private donations, uh, just uh, people from the community that really believe in what we do in supporting homeless veterans, and then uh, with our partners. So it's not just us resolving the issues, but it takes a network of partners and all of us bringing our unique uh, ability to the table to be able to resolve whatever is going on with that veteran and that veteran family at that time. All right. And of course, uh, how do you go about with donations? Do you have events that uh, bring in those donations for you? 
Yes, we have. Um, so our our donations, uh, one of our largest programs, and I'll talk to you a little bit about those. But when our largest program uh, that we provide is our home support program, and that's where we have the need for donations. Uh, once uh, we work with our partners to get a veteran into an apartment or to her home, we uh, take in donations so that we can go in and furnish those apartments. So everything from the front door to the back door, normally a homeless veteran doesn't have anything. So we're in there with furniture, beds, curtains, dishes, pots and pans, everything that they need, including food um, to get them started. And so uh, community members um, just... uh, Folks of the community, longtime friends of the organization, if we have a need, we'll put it on our website, we'll put it on our Facebook page, and we'll get it out there on social media so that we can share what we need when we get low on things in our inventory because we're delivering anywhere from two, three, sometimes four deliveries um, in a day as well as we're also picking up donations. Can't beat that. Can't be that. How long? How long is the, the normal stay uh, for a, for a veteran? Uh, you know, to get a roof over his head. Um, again, it depends. It's very individualized. Uh, I can say, in the last year, we've been uh, very critical and those and those veterans staying where they are um, again especially those that aren't eligible to maybe go to the VA or their county veteran services officer many times they may have to come back so we'll have return trips to our emergency food pantry or toiletries or other things like that again while they're trying to get maintain some stability so I think because we don't just furnish their apartments and go away, but we do wellness checks on them. We're constantly doing outreach to make sure that they're maintaining where they are. So I think that's critical because we follow them to make sure that um, not only the work that they've done in vain is not in vain, but us as well, and just really helping them to identify and resolve crises as they come up. Um, One example, we're going to start getting very busy in April because April 15th is when uh, utilities are shut off because we're getting into the spring, the warmer months. And I cannot tell you the number of veterans that we serve here that um, they lose their, their gas and their electric. And uh, the VA doesn't provide that as a benefit, and there's really no place to go for that. So we work with our partners and our emergency funding to be able to keep those utilities on. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Debbie, uh, uh, and you mentioned earlier about women veterans uh, that you serve, uh, and I'd like you uh, just to uh, uh, give us a little idea about uh, some of the difficulties with dealing uh, uh, with uh, women veterans who are uh, are homeless. Uh, Most of the times. and, and, and this is indicated on your website. They, they don't identify with being veterans. They're not mm-hmm. always forthcoming. Uh, they, they don't talk about their service. They've had some terrible experiences uh, on active duty with sexual trauma and some of the other things. And and one of the there's one particular uh, statistic that uh, is, is mind blowing. Uh, pardon my way of describing it. But uh, women veterans uh, who served this country 
have a, a greater suicide rate than their counterparts in the general population. So yeah. you, you, you've got a lot of heavy lifting to do to begin with, but tell us how your program is being successful in uh, helping women veterans in the Milwaukee area. Oh, absolutely. Uh, about two years ago, we started a Women Veterans Initiative, and the program is that we refer to as Woven. And it's really about not leaving our wounded female veterans behind. Uh, that population is really growing among the veterans and have been identified as one of the most underserved populations in the veteran community. Um, again, as you mentioned, um, Women don't consider themselves as veterans. They're not referred to um, uh, as veterans and with, among some of the male peers that they serve with. And they don't want to really uh, rely on traditional veteran programs and agencies because they may not feel comfortable going into those environments. You mentioned uh, sexual harassment and uh, assault and trauma. Um, has been experienced by many women that have served in the military, including myself, um, regarding sexual harassment and just being traumatized in that environment. Uh, we have women that do not want to go into the VA because it's a male-dominated system, and it reminds them of, of possibly the environment where an assault took place. So women come back very depressed, um, Partners have abandoned them. Uh, they are in a position now to become single parents. So now I have to come back and not only transition myself from being in the military to living in the community, but now my spouse or partner has left, and now I have the responsibility of being head of household. Now I have to go get a job. Now I have to worry about child care. So I think all of those things just increases uh, the uh, PTSD and the depression and maybe drug and alcohol, substance abuse, and some of those other things that maybe uh, women that are not veterans may not experience. So we had to establish a program that we could have a safe environment for women to come into and receive services that would address those types of issues. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Don't forget to visit the American Heroes Network archive, the library of shows. Our veteran resources are truly making a difference through our weekly live shows. All the shows are archived on demand for easy access to resources and events anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. You're listening to the American Heroes Network radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. What makes a great leader? 
Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Debbie, from MHVI. And Debbie, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the programs and services that you have for the women veterans? Absolutely. Um, We work uh, closely. I wanted to talk about our sister organization here in our building, uh, Wisconsin Veterans Network. They are comprised of uh, navigators that will work with uh, male and female veterans, but we have navigators specific to female veterans. So when they come in with those uh, uh, issues that may be a little more sensitive than a male veteran, they can work with them to navigate this system, such as the VA uh, and other county veteran service organizations, to help them address those immediate needs. Um, uh, for example, uh, uh, facing evictions, uh, the county veteran service officer uh, is a very important partner in that uh, they have funds available that where they can actually uh, meet with the landlords and help the veterans get caught up financially so that they don't face eviction again in the near future uh, based on their financial circumstances. Uh, Some of the other partners that we work with to provide counseling services to women, uh, again, if there's addiction uh, issues or uh, maybe sexual, again, if they had some kind of sexual trauma uh, while they were in the military. So uh, one of the other organizations that we work with very closely is the Center for Veterans Issues. Uh, We work with the American Legion, the VFW, WDVA, and not only the County Veteran Service Officer here in Milwaukee County, but in our five surrounding counties as well. So we really have a network of county veteran service officers that we can reach out to to find out where the resources are in that specific county to assist those veterans there. So we really are trying to develop these networks in each county so that we can just by a push of a button look at all of the resources that can address a, uh, a female veteran again as 
homeless, sleeping in her car. She has her children, uh, maybe threatening suicide and some of those other things so that, again, we don't have to deal with the bureaucracy and get right to the issue and address it to possibly not save only her life, but the lives of her children. That's right. And Bill? Well, uh, Debbie, the, uh, the the County Veterans Service Officer Program, uh, you know, we found it to be outstanding with uh, some of the interactions uh, that we've had with having people from that program to be there. And it, it's so vitally important because, as we said at the beginning of the show, that the, the, probably the greatest void in the veterans community is a lack of information. And you don't know what you don't know. And if you, uh, you've got problems navigating this, this system mm-hmm. and the two major areas of health care and service-connected benefits, uh, you, yes. you're just out of luck. And those are the two, if there's uh, building blocks or steps that are getting you uh, uh, to some point of uh, uh, improving your situation is in the health and the service-connected disability because if your health is better, you, you're, you're a good candidate for working. And if you've got a service-connected disability where you can get compensation for that, you can get out then and become somewhat financially independent. So uh, it, it, can, you, can you think of some areas where you've had, uh, and, and this is men or women, who you've mm-hmm. referred to them and it sort of uh, was a, a starter in getting them back on their road to recovery? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we are fortunate that our county veteran service officer is two doors down from us. So you can't get a better and a closer partnership than that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, our, our county officer here, Jim Duff, has stepped in. Uh, many of occasions, again, we, we're not part of the VA system, so we don't have access to that data. And many times we'll have homeless or at-risk veterans, male and female, that walk through the door and says, hey, we just don't know what we're eligible for. We don't know where to go. We don't know where to start. Can't deal with that big old VA down the street. And so we're able to send them, navigate them directly to uh, the count, the CVSO here, and Jim, you know, gets them, uh, gets their DD-214, reviews that with them, and then he's right away in the system letting them know what they're eligible for, um, helping them fill out the paperwork, and then he helps them stay on top of it until they actually have those benefits. And once that happens, then they're on their road to stability. Now they can find an apartment, and now we as the partner can go in and house and furnish that apartment so that veteran comes full circle within the veteran service community. Uh, that, that is simply outstanding to be able to, uh, to have that, and those uh, folks do uh, great work. You know, there's something else uh, about your very comprehensive website there that got my attention. Uh, is a program there that you have that's called Bikes for Stripes. Tell yes. our listening audience a little bit about that. Absolutely. I love Bikes for Stripes. I think it's just the name in itself. So 
Uh, we are, I would say, maybe five minutes driving distance from our VA. And at the Dom, we have a, uh, veterans that need transportation, whether they have a driver's license or not. They may be able to, may not be able to afford a car note or insurance, or possibly because of some trauma or PTSD, they choose not to operate a vehicle. We have our surrounding police departments who find lots of bikes, um, and they not necessarily because they were stolen, but people just leave them in parks at festivals and they forget about them. And so our, we are so lucky that our West Dallas and Milwaukee police departments donate us bikes uh, throughout the spring and summer months. So if a, a veteran needs transportation, and they want a bike, they can come in. They not only get a bike, but they get a, a helmet because safety is first. And then they'll use that as their main uh, point of our um, vehicle for transportation. So now they can get to their doctor appointments or they can get in to see their counselors or whatever they need to do as far as those activities to get on the road to stability. So we absolutely love that program. In 2017, we gave away 61 bikes. Wow. So. Outstanding. <laughs> yes, yes. So that's a fun program. We enjoy giving those out. <laughs> are you still Are you still near um, uh, the VA? Is the VA still up and around 60th or I can't remember exactly. Yes, you are there. absolutely correct. And, and we're just a few blocks up. So we're actually positioned between the VA and the County Veterans Services Office. So. There's a strong partnership right there. We're in close proximity, so it takes the stress off of veterans trying to get from one side of town to the other because of transportation. So um, we are very fortunate to be located where we are. Yeah, and again, I don't know if they still have that in the back of the VA where you can sit down and watch watch the uh well, when I was there, it was the Milwaukee Braves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, oh, the Brewers. <laughs> There's Brewers now. Yes, but, you know, yes. I just gave away <laughs> my age. <laughs> and our but, county veteran service, I mean, it, you know, all of the tickets for all of the events, especially things like the Brewers, um, they made a uh, wonderful donation uh, to our organization last year. So they really, you know, get all of those things. Because it's not just about identifying crisis, but we veterans want to have fun with their families too, so our County Veterans Service Office um, plays a big part of making sure veterans can participate in all of our summer activities here in the city. And I heard also that the um, uh, Packers also uh, donated Yes, uh, absolutely, absolutely. They also provided a large donation to the organization. Again, you know, we've got 5 o'clock on Friday afternoon, we've got a homeless family that's living in a car that walks through the door. Well, we're not going to be able to do anything within that system at that time. So those donations allow us to go and pay for motels and hotels and put those families up in, in some place that's safe until we're able to work with our partners to get them into permanent housing. So that's the type of emergencies and crises that we use uh, our financial donations uh, to address. Wow. That's fantastic. Now, as far as uh, say that I'm a veteran and, um, well, yeah, so I am a veteran, but say, say that <laughs> I, I come over to your organization and I want to learn more about it. Is there, how can I learn more as far as uh, uh, pulling the, grabbing your website and, and uh, taking it from there? Um, 
what type of programs can I be and get involved with to learn more about what you offer? Well, we have we do have volunteer opportunities. Um, I think this year uh, is is just uh, great for MHVI. It's our ten year anniversary. We will be having an open house. Um, so that every all of our partners and everyone in the community and the police department, our elected officials can really see what we do and how many veterans we serve. Uh, we have our website and our Facebook page where people can learn of the items that we uh, most commonly request, um, as well as emergency needs that we may have. Uh, we have special events attached to all of our programs. For example, our woven program. We had an event last night where we had we served over. 30 female veterans with different vendors just to come in and pamper them for the month of February as a Valentine's thing because normally they're taking uh, care of their families, their kids, their spouses, and, you know, don't always take time to take care of themselves. So we had a uh, over about 10, 15 volunteers that came in and just provided those vendor services and fed the ladies. And those are the types of, of opportunities that we have for people that want to get involved. Can't beat that. All right. Go ahead, Bill. Well, you know, uh, there's something else that uh, attracted my attention, uh, Debbie, uh, to the program is the home support initiative mm-hmm. and i'm sure that uh, that that's a very unique program because it appears that those individuals may not always be uh, in your facility and you're going out to do something to help them absolutely absolutely uh we drive all over we've been as far north as green bay to deliver furniture, um, like I said, sheets, blankets, everything that they need. Just in, the, in 2017, we made over 240 deliveries of furniture to homeless veterans that were placed in stable housing uh, with one of our partners. So we are uh, we have a truck that's out picking up donations of gently used and sometimes new furniture and other home good services, as well as making just an equal amount of delivery. And we're out there doing that Monday through Friday. All right. Yeah. Well, we're we're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on a variety channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. 
for those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. You're here with our guest, Debbie from MHVI. And, Debbie, Every organization has some good stories. Uh, why don't you give us a couple uh, success stories that uh, the organization had? Absolutely. Uh, a couple of months back, we had a uh, a Vietnam veteran who, uh, living in Puerto Rico, lost everything that he had due, unfortunately, to the hurricanes. Uh, his only family was his daughter uh, and grandson who live here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So he decided that um, he needed to come here so that he could have some help from his family. Uh, this veteran was not ambu- is not ambulatory, uh, so he needed a wheelchair and all types of medical equipment that his daughter did not have. Unfortunately, uh, he was not um, eligible for uh, particular um, uh, maybe things that he needed right away uh, through some of the other organizations. So we were able to take his story. I put it on Facebook. I mean, they literally walked in our door with nothing. I put it on Facebook, all of the uh, medical equipment that he needed, including a lift so that his daughter could move him from the bed and to the chair. And and um, and so we reached out, and folks just outpour of support. Within three hours, our trucks were out on the road, and we were able to pick up every piece of equipment that this veteran needed. Wow. He had no idea the services that he was, he was eligible for. Uh, we were able to work with the County Veteran Service Office, again, to help them navigate through that system. And now he has benefits. Um, so that was huge. Uh, that was just an outcry of support from the community uh, to help this Vietnam veteran. Um, another story that we had, we had a family up in Rhinelander, Wisconsin, a uh, female uh, veteran who um, her house was, uh, she had to leave because of black mold. Uh, she had a young son, and they, of course, couldn't take anything with them. They had to leave everything behind. And uh, Rhinelander is not close to Milwaukee, and, and so she was hesitant no. to call us, you know, to think there's no way 
that you would drive all the way here for us, and that's exactly what we did. It was a unanimous vote among the staff that we were going to go and take her every single thing that she needed uh, for her and her son. So we are able to take, you know, stories like that and things that happen and, and put it on Facebook or reach out to our partners, and people will immediately uh, step up to help uh, veterans and their families in crisis. So those are some huge successes that we've experienced recently. I bet. I bet. Well, you know, you have your 10-year anniversary coming up. What are some, what are some of the things that you see in the future as far as in, in initiatives? Well, definitely uh, serving more uh, veterans across the board, but again, uh, because of statistics and what we're seeing with women that are currently serving that are coming back, we definitely are working to expand our services with female veterans. We're also looking at gaps in services because it's not just the female veterans that serve, but we're also now hearing an, uh, an outcry for a need to serve partners uh, uh, females that are married or partners of male veterans who even though they don't serve, it doesn't mean that they're not, they're not experiencing some of those same things and they can't go into any organization to get services because they're not veterans themselves. So we're really looking at expanding that because if we are able to serve those women, we're still serving the veteran as well. So those are the things that we are looking at. Um, there's also uh, some initiatives we want to look at possibly transitional housing, again, for veterans who are not eligible for those traditional VA services, but they still need housing, and how can we provide that service as well to get more veterans off of the street and out of those homeless situations? Um, so those are two initiatives, my vision that I'm sharing uh, with the board that we want to address uh, throughout the year of 2018. Right, and I, I when I first talked to you, I mentioned about the tiny houses. You're you're kind of close, uh, let's say, kind of close to Racine, uh, but uh, you heard about the tiny houses that they're very successful out there yes. with. Uh, Yes, absolutely. Um, I think it's uh, a great initiative. It's a great example of how um, if all of us can get in a, in a place where we can think outside of the box and just think creatively. Uh, Milwaukee is full of boarded-up houses and apartments, and so um, I think we need to look at ideas and initiatives such as the tiny houses and figure out what resources we already have and how we can best utilize them. And, again, just reiterating how it's all of our duties and all of our responsibilities to make sure that we don't have any homeless veteran or veteran family out on the street because in my eyes, my opinion, there's no reason for that and that, and that we have the services and resources to be able to address those uh, types of needs. All right. Well, uh, Debbie, why don't you give us your URL? Uh, yes. Um, again, uh, even if you're not in Wisconsin, if you would look at our website, uh, mkehomelessvets.org, uh, we use Amazon Smile. We are always uh, in need of maybe things that we all uh, could take for granted, uh, from can openers to shower curtains to ice cream scoops. I mean, we have a list of things that we are always churning out to veterans. So if you have things around your house 
or um, if you utilize Amazon or any of those other sources and you would like to help us end homelessness, please uh, look at our needs uh, and and we appreciate any support um, as well as uh, to this radio station to give us that outlet to be able to talk about the things that we're doing in Wisconsin and within our organization to help address the needs of homeless veterans and our our at-risk veterans and veteran families as well. All right. And what's the office number? Our office number here is area code 414-257-4111. You can ask for me, uh, again, Debbie Buchanan, um, and if you'd like to learn of ways to volunteer or to support us from afar, I'd be more than happy uh, to talk with you about those opportunities. All right. Now, we only do have a couple minutes left, and Debbie, it was a pleasure having you on our show today. What would you you like to share with our listeners in closing? Um, I would like to share that uh, in Milwaukee County alone, last year we served over 400 homeless veterans and their families. Um, Among our population of homelessness here, 11% of our homeless population are veterans, and they account for about 6% of our homeless population that are uh, staying in shelters. So we're hoping that the initiatives that we have going on this year, as well as strengthening the services among our partners, that we will be able to decrease those numbers and look um, and look much differently than where we are right now. Um, so that is our goal of our organization, and our veteran uh, service community is to do whatever we can in our power to get as many homeless veterans off of the street and to a safe environment as possible. So thank you again for having me. Well, thank you, Debbie. And Bill? Well, Debbie, thank you so much for your service to this country, your continued service to veterans. Thank you. Your program there in Milwaukee is a model operation, and it's one for many of the other organizations around the country uh, that we've uh, had the opportunity to have on this program, that there are things there that certainly that you're doing that they can utilize. And uh, it's, uh, it's very impressive. Keep up the good work. And uh, we'd like to have you come back on the program again <laughs> in the not-too-distant future. I Definitely. would absolutely love that to share more successes with you. All right. Now, if you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7. And you can also hear all the archived shows right from your phone. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, on any device. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Be safe out there. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly